Hey, welcome to Dumb 101. This is the smart podcast about dumb shit. Uh, we are like literally on fire right now. We just watched VPR Reunion Part 3. It is 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. We're here uh, with my co-host Sarah and Christine and our special guest Katie. We all watch this while um, chatting on our group chat. Uh, it's been wild. Guys, thoughts, first thoughts, impressions. What are we going to talk about first? We're stunned. Stunned into silence. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, here, okay, here's a question to start off. Did it deliver? No, I was, uh, guys, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the big reveal. Hot speak. Okay. Okay. Because I had really, I mean, I'm not placing any blame, but Sarah had me thinking it was going years back. Okay, guys, I still stand by my theory. You're right. You're right. There's no reason not to. You're right. There's no reason not to know, but I thought that that. Yeah. I guess the fact that they fucked while Ariana was out of town for a funeral, like, is pretty bad, but, like, we already kind of knew that. You know what? What I took from that was not the lie, right? Like, I didn't think that part was shocking. What, What shocked me was her reticence to tell the truth based on his, what his reaction would have been. And yeah. that really gives us a window into their fucked up dynamic totally. because clearly he's controlling her more even than we thought. Like she is under pressure from all sides. I think that is spot on and why we've been seeing a lack of emotion in the way that we've all been wanting to see her emote or whatever. I think it's confusion is what we're seeing on her face most of the time as she is in real time trying to make sense of her own lies, her own timeline, who she's letting down. She's doing the social math of if I fuck this person over, then that person's gone. And now, you know, we heard her say, I've only got Tom left. So she's Mm. only, she's only trying to save him at the moment but all Mm. I could I mean that whole St. Louis thing they're like showing a picture of her there and her saying I can't recall if I've gone there like that was was our insane the moment where I was like oh this is very dark and maybe even somehow darker than what Mm. we've been thinking this whole time and that's when I just wrote this is abuse this just seems like he's taking advantage of a young girl who she's 28 but okay i mean but mentally she seems much younger mentally she's yeah mentally she's, she's an arizona old. 28 i don't know she's like she's sheltered she's <laughs> oh, arizona under the bus i mean so i'm sorry i'm so sorry I mean, I mean that in a nice way i mean that as like she hasn't been exposed to the yeah. world let's be it's honest desert like, winds you know she's just it's too dry there. out there it's too it's dry too to have dry. any real you know it's dry her emotions are dry her tears are dry there's nothing no but you could it's like right after a car accident is how she's been living her life where she's kind of looking around like what just happened but it's been like months of that so granted you would think she would come to a little faster but i mean see how riddled with anxiety she is though like in that i can see you i mean what what is your take on this I mean, I agree with Sarah. I think she looks bewildered. She feels like a child. It feels really confusing. It feels like someone who just like emerged from the basement after being down there for a really long time. Mm. It's uh, it's really. I I think Sarah did say she was like Kimmy Schmidt. 
Didn't you say that at some point last week or the week Did before? You say that? I've been thinking it. Did I say it? I love I mean, that show. That is definitely the vibe. And he's the prophet. I mean, Mm -hmm. what was so chilling to me too, is that it's so clear that as Katie had not our, our Katie here, but Katie Maloney has said, you know, that epic line of Schwartz being a serial killer's wet dream. And in this iteration or this, you know, installment of the reunion, it became so clear to me that Sandoval is fully a serial killer like without murdering people like he's got has like this is that we know of that we know who else is in that basement who but like no wonder these two get along so well is like it he is they're just such a perfect pair and to me it felt like in some ways this episode yes I wanted the timeline to be longer or I wanted them to admit to the timeline being longer but so many other things sort of fell into place for me here that there was some personal reconciliation I feel like I received from this episode they also didn't it's annoying because she didn't say she said the second time was in Mexico but she didn't say when the first time was Bullshit. I have some info about Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Go on. This comes from Jackson. Is it from Brittany? Jackson fucking Britney? Yes. yes, of course it is. So, but this was from when Sheena and Brock were on the Jackson Britney podcast, which I did upload to my brain today. Oh, I um, heard this one too. It's a really good. Okay. So Sheena said that when in Mexico, mm-hmm. when Raquel got there, when they all got there, Raquel said to her hotel roommate in Mexico, which was one of Sheena's friends, production will not let you be like sleep in in my hotel room um, because you're not on the show and you can't film in that room. You can't film with me. And so the girl, whoever she was, and as you, I think you guys remember, there was a whole thing about the hotel being completely booked. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So this girl had nowhere to stay. They didn't say what eventually what she did eventually, but she had nowhere to stay. And she was like, well, uh, like, I won't, like, I'll put my stuff in the closet. Like, I won't stay in the room. Like, I won't hang out with you. Like, I just need a place literally to like lay down at night. Um, And she's like, no, sorry, it's not my idea. It's like production, production just like won't let you. And they obviously thought in hindsight that this was a ploy by Raquel to give her and Sandoval a private place to hook up in Mexico during the wedding. And now we know that they hooked up several times in Mexico and they had to do it somewhere. And it wasn't going to be in in Sandoval's room. And I'm going to posit that given they're calling this the second time, I think this was premeditated. And when, if this is the beginning of a fling or an affair or whatever's happening, do you think they're, they're planning out in advance? No, it would be like a, oh, we pass by each other in the hallway and he brushes my elbow and it's like, oh, we're going to fuck again, you know? But like this, she is plotting and planning to make sure that they have a space. So they're not like broom closet or he He is, is, right? Like this is, to me, that is what lends itself to the longer timeline. And I'll say her reaction to her really crying and sort of losing it around the funeral stuff is when she started to tell the truth. If she had started Mm -hmm. to tell the truth about the timeline, I think we would have seen more of a mess. I think she's still, we're not going to hear the truth of it until she's no longer beholden Mm -hmm. to Sandoval. Sandoval. True. So true. I think that 
one of the things holding her back too is that she doesn't want to, um, like she, you know, she said, I hate that I, um, that I made Lala like vindicated Lala or whatever, like made her correct or whatever by calling her um, mistress. But I think one of the things holding her back too is that I do personally believe that they started hooking up when she was still with James. And I think mm. for her to admit that would make James like, like explode with excitement over his hatred for her. And I think That's she doesn't want point. to give him that. Like, and she, yeah. True. And like Sandoval obviously mm-hmm. hates James so much. Like it's so clear. And yeah, I don't think either of them want to give James that satisfaction. That's really interesting. And I think, yeah, I think that that sounds exactly right. He wants so desperately to be involved in this and he's not really, but that would involve him. I was just going to say, I keep cringing over that. One of the last lines that Raquel said was, I'm in love with Tom Sandoval or some sort of like declarative statement. Yes, about the scrapple. So uncomfortable to watch. And it was that like fawning that you're talking about, like a prophet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So creepy. I also get this, I, like, I get this sense, like I, I was listening to, in addition to all of the Jackson Brittany episodes, I also listened to uh, some smart stuff, guys. I listened to smart shit too. I was listening to an episode of the Guardians podcast about, um, the dangers of chat GPT and the like um, awakening of artificial intelligence. And I do feel like it, it does look kind of like um, Raquel is like gaining sentience, you know, like she's, I don't know, she's becoming like self-aware for the first time. And that is like a painful process, you know, and mm. it's I... tough to see yourself the way other people see you. It was interesting to see them in the green room or whatever it was where she was doing that like mm-hmm. um, locker room changing that we've all done mm-hmm. in gym class where she, where she starts to kind of talk about like, oh, who am I? And all of this like that. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it really felt mm-hmm. like she has these very self-aware moments in like the least self-aware setting. Mm-hmm. Like when she was, you know, curled up in Sandoval's lap and the two of them were like nose to nose in their little like uh, i don't know cave of despair leave me are you gonna leave me too yeah. you know like, are you gonna like, do this I to me i just realized you might cheat on me too and i think like Ooh. honestly i think um the the warnings that they were all screaming at her like i know that they were doing it in kind of a mean-spirited way but they're all correct like this is exactly what you're going to be experiencing and like two Mm -hmm. months like who knows that scene actually was so fucking bizarre like the cackling that they were doing about like so creepy oh yeah we're fucking assholes like (laughs) like so weird that gave me a window into what it must be like to be alone with them which is both it feels like they're both kind of testing the waters at all times and like even that smile on Sandoval's face felt like the smile you give someone when you're like having to make small talk and you're like not really enjoying it, but you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is to the person on the train next to me. It was like a very like weird, okay, okay, this is working. Or we'll keep going with this. It's like this back and there's just no chemistry at all between the way that they interact, I think is really what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. And the way that she'll like switch on and off her own sadness, even talking about like Sandoval's yeah. mom, all of a sudden she was like, yeah, I've met Sandoval's mom. Yeah. 
that like, like wait, you were just like crying a second ago about how you're like <laughs> the worst person in the world and now and then and in that scene in the green room she went from crying about how she doesn't like to think of herself as you know she doesn't want to be this person that hurts other people to like talking about how Allie actually is an upgrade from her she said and she's like you know at this point like I guess I am (laughs) yeah it's like like self-deprecating fucking weird I don't know dude like yeah I'm so glad they called out all this stuff on Tom's face though because I was sitting there like is this white flecks of nail polish glitter? Is it dust from all the AC filters he's been changing around their valley village home? Like <laughs> what is <laughs> over this man's brow and lapel? Like I couldn't right. look away from it. Is it like Xanax dust from Schwartz? Like what, what's possibly, is it Coke flying out of James's nose? Like, what oh my God. okay. Do we want to pause there? Yeah. I have to go to bed. So I'm just so glad to have this moment with you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, I think this is a good, a good addition, a good reaction. Yeah, we're all joining hands. Um, And yeah, we're going to keep talking about this uh, maybe tomorrow night, Uh, go through all the thoughts, all of Jackson, Brittany's thoughts. Um, I have a bunch of notes. Um, You know what they think about it now? I feel like given all the (laughs) AI data you've uploaded, you might be able to actually like access them. You can definitely connect with Jax, I think. Yeah, I'm going to have some dreams tonight, get some sweaty Jax thoughts in there, and then I'll. (laughs) You'll wake up in a cable knit cardigan with nothing underneath. Fisherman sweater. Yep, absolutely. All right. Thanks to underneath. Katie, thank you for joining us on this special, special edition of Dumb 101. <laughs> you are welcome back anytime. We'd love to have you. Um, and we'll talk more soon. Thanks, guys.